So, Elizabeth, how supportive was the government? Well, in my opinion, the government was somewhat supportive because mostly it was like at that time it was James Kennedy and then his brother who were like big politicians. And they both had like an idea that people were equal, equal to each other, which at the time was very surprising because many didn't really didn't have that idea. Many didn't really have that idea. Like when the Freedom Riders started, no one really got involved with it. The only ones who did were the volunteers and the Corps, and then I forgot what other group, but they were the ones who started it, who initiated it in 1947 and then again in 1961. And it wasn't until after when the, the buses got exploded in Alabama that. Barbara Kennedy got involved with him. He got involved. He called, and when no one wanted to help again, when no one wanted to reinitiate it, he helped Diana Nash get a bus driver and a bus. And they did it again. They went to the south, and they had their own troops. And when the troops left, the police went and helped. Now that what they do. Well, the government was was not supportive at all. Since, like, since the government was like was white, that that was a factor, and the government intervened to help protect the rights of the peaceful protesters. So, with them with them being white, that that was a huge factor, because obviously no one was no one was gonna help. Unless they weren't like government-like or anything. So, um, did the lack of majority conflict conflicting bring more supporters towards the government, the movement? Mm, mm, oh yeah, no, <laughs> no. It was the conflict that motivated people to get in, involved because. What happened in Alabama was like what made people open their eyes and see that they need to change because these are people and they're treating them worse than animals. They blew up people. They blew up the bus knowing that people were in there, knowing that they could have been killed. And as soon as they stepped off the bus, they didn't leave them alone. No, they rampaged them. They ran them out all the way to New Orleans, where they had res where the only safety was. And then it wasn't until Robert got involved that people were like kind of leaving them off. But even then, afterwards, it wasn't because when they started it again, when they stepped up, stepped in, I think in Mississippi, I believe they were supposed to be like the police were supposed to be there escorting them, but they went there, and it was just the bus themselves and people, white mobs got into the bus somehow. And they beat up a lot of people. And it wasn't until after that the police got involved. And even before that, when the bus, when the bomb started, the police themselves were the ones who gave them permission to do that. They told them that they wouldn't get arrested for doing it. And so, what do you think? What's your opinion? Um, my opinion is yes. Um, James Farmer Jr. was more more for nonviolence, and there was so much violence going going on during the time. Um, 
people were being were being beaten like brutally they were being they were being killed people's bodies were even being paralyzed and like as, as you said uh, the people knew that um, on on the bus ride that there was people in it and they firebombed it so the it, it got worse over time and it was it was not a good progress the progress was the ne was the negative and it's the people getting hurt and killed and some something like didn't even um, get convicted of it because like the jur the jury was white and the person that that made the crime was white so people wanted to stop all the violence and since farmer was more for nonviolence, that brought people together to help support his cause. And then, in my opinion, yeah, I agree with you because many did get killed, like that kid Emmett Till. He got killed just for whistling at a white woman. I mean, I know that's disrespectful, but like, they have to understand he wasn't even from there. He grew up in a city where he, he didn't really see any of that. So then, Diana Nash, she herself was naive to it until she went herself to South and found out about it. And I think like people don't really know how bad things are until like they experience it. Mm -hmm. Like they're seeing these people get killed, beaten, thrown gas at, when they're not even doing anything. All they're doing is walking, protesting peacefully. They're not even hitting back. And the only one who did like agree that like you have to. If someone hits you, you hit them back with Malcolm X, but even then, it wasn't even like, he got killed afterwards, and so the much of the changes were, were protesting, like, their ideas, what they thought was right, that they shouldn't be treated in a way, nor their kids, should. Mm -hmm. and it's just like, because if that were them, they would have done the same thing, it's our right, as a human being. Right, and it was ridiculous how the kid, how the kid got killed, like, he was he wasn't even from around. Like when he when he got into the south, he didn't know the conditions then, and just happened to flirt with a, a white lady he was, and he get he gets killed because of that. I mean, it's pretty pretty ridiculous to think about. It is because even if it were like if it were the other way around, they wouldn't like they wouldn't have anything. Like they couldn't do anything because they're white. Mm -hmm. And that worked into like a black woman. It would have been left alone if she were raped. It would have been left alone because she had her color of skin. Even though she's human, it doesn't matter what skin color. She's still human. The kid was still human. They could have just told him, don't do it. But no, they decided to uh, kill him just for a whistle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's even more unfortunate for him because he doesn't, he didn't know what, what life was in the South. He had no idea of the, of the conditions. But to whistle at a white lady and then you take you take that like, like super personal just because, what, he was black? And he was just a little kid as well, like, he knew from right and wrong. And it's just like, the things in both sides weren't as good. And they had a right to be fighting for what they thought. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just disturbing overall. But, thank you, Elizabeth. So... The compelling question, um, so who or what is, most, is the most significant part of this civil rights movement?
And to what extent does the previously named part impact the civil rights movement? Well, to be honest, you can't just like subtract and go to just like one person like, oh, this person. Like, when people hear about the civil rights, they automatically think Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks. Like, right. They weren't the only ones. They were part of it. They were somewhat of a big part of it, but they weren't all of it. There was more behind it. Like, people don't really remember the freedom riders, the sit-ins. James Farmer, John Lewis, who were by his side by Martin Luther King. John Lewis, who was by Martin Luther King when the march to, from Salmo or something like that happened. People don't really remember. They just remember Martin Luther King. And you can't just, like, put it narrowed down to one person. Like, for me, I think it's, like, mostly the freedom riders and the sit-ins that took a big stand, but that's just, like, in my opinion, because, like, the Freedom Riders, they were they just went on a bus, so all they were doing was sitting down on a moving vehicle, going to the south, and that somehow, like, disturbed people, because what they were fighting for their rights, when vice versa, that's what the ancestors did many years ago, it wasn't even that long, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a hundred, hundred years ago before that, that their ancestors were the ones fighting for their own rights, and even then, the color, the black people, their ancestors fought alongside with the other ancestors, yet they weren't really recognized for it. So I think the freedom writers have every right to, like, to have done that in the sittings too, because they, all they were doing was sitting. sitting. They weren't even like talking to anyone, they weren't fighting with anyone, they weren't even like looking at anyone. But everybody else decided to what, turn their heads towards them and beat them up just because they're sitting in a restaurant, in a bus, fighting for their rights. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to really agree with you because, like, everything everything is is like focused on the leader and what they did. Yeah, um, they did much, and they're the ones that that helped like e- equality, like like actually be equal. Like in first grade, we're learning about Martin Luther King Jr. because he he was the leader, he's popular. But we we also need to look behind the curtains. Like the people, the the freedom riders, everyone that what, that protested along the leader, and they're the ones that that took the sacrifice. So we we also need need to remember the people that made the sacrifice and actually took action. And um, there was hundreds hundreds of people that had a, had a loss of lives. There was bu- bunch of injuries, like e- like even even kids. So it's never it's never just a leader. It's it's always going to be the people behind them. Because without the people, none, most most of this would would have never happened. And that that's just my opinion. So it's the people. Yes, the leader has played a huge role. Had the followers. He did he did his leadership, and then he got people to act as leader. They didn't they didn't do anything wrong. They they did it really like peacefully, yeah. As you said, they just sat down at a bus, sat in a restaurant for their rights, and they get beaten for it. So it's completely horrendous. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that because, like Martin Luther King, that's like the main person everybody knows. Like if you don't know him, that where you living under a rock. But like, he gets like all praised and like as if he were God. But like. People need to remember that 
It was the people who were behind him, who were following him, who were faithful to him that made any of that possible. Because even then, like, he wasn't the one who was getting, like, the beatings. His people were the ones who were following him. And even then, some activists themselves didn't like Martin Luther King just because he wouldn't take action with them. Like, when the Freedom Riders came on, when Diana Nash took over it, they asked him to be part of it, to come with them, but he said no, he refused them. And when they asked why, he said just because. He didn't want to go back to jail because he was on probation. The only support he showed was financial support and moral support. The only real thing he did was give speech, but even that, that's what like influenced people to like take a stand. I know many people didn't want to because they didn't want to get hurt. They didn't want the children to get hurt. They didn't want to be killed. But it's always like one person who gets this idea and then everybody else falls in because they see their perspective and the way they think is right because like not many people like recognize that it wasn't just like black people who were like part of the civil rights there was also white people too there was one who got killed a priest just because he supported Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and it's just we have to remember all the names not just one not just narrowly to one because if you ask someone what's like the civil rights the first thing that pops into their heads is Martin Luther King so those are blacks Yes, what they did was really big and it really did impact the civil rights, but it wasn't just that, it was everything else. So it's not like you can narrow it down to one thing, it's like all this made up the civil rights. Without one of it, it wouldn't have been the civil rights, it wouldn't have been what it's done. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's the, pe- the, pe- the people that merged in were, were, the, were the big impact. Yes. The leaders, MLK, Rosa Parks, and here I have uh, James J- Farmer Jr. Yeah, great leaders, but their impact wasn't really as big as the people's impact because if you look at Martin Luther King Jr., he's just one person. Without the people, no one behind him, where's the support at? Because if, he, he can have like all these ideas. But he need, he needs that like that that support, definitely support, like his claim, and what the people agree with, and they could also provide ideas for him to get equality. You know, like the march to Selma, Selma, Selma. I can't pronounce it, but the march it wouldn't have like that's what made Martin Luther King so epic. Yeah, it wasn't just it was the people who were following him, the people behind him that made it so epic. Yeah, people don't bother to know the name. Mm-hmm. Like many don't know or remember that next to him was John Lewis, a little girl that was right there marching with him through the bridge. And how many people got beaten that day just for walking over a bridge? Like mm-hmm. no, you didn't do that. And like it wasn't just like normal people, you know. Like it was like there was also a lot of famous people who supported that. Like actor Harry Belafonte, Marilyn Monroe, and Nina Simone, Muhammad Ali—they all supported the Civil Rights Act. Yet not many people recognize that. Yeah, so pretty sure you agree with me. Overall, we need we need to remember the people that that helped took action, not not the leaders, the people. Thank you.